Everybody doing good? Good evening, Legacy City Church. <laughs> it's going to be a good night. I'm excited. I hope, hope you guys are excited. If you're not excited to be here, you should be excited about what happened on Friday. Yeah, no? <laughs> All right, so we just, we just begin right now by saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, because life wins. Life has won. It was a wrong decision 50 years ago. It never should have been in our Constitution. This is a thing that should have always been left at the state level and state by state can decide. And after 50 years, a stain, a, a sentence, I don't even shouldn't call it a sentence, uh, something, a blemish on our nation is gone. Yeah. Now, we all know, we all see social media, how people are reacting. I would encourage everyone to just be bold, but be loving and personally. I don't, I don't personally respond to the opposite views. Um, I've had my conversations with coworkers. I had a coworker tell me, yeah, but what about the uh, separation of church and state? separation of church and state was never meant to be everything of the church has to stay hidden in this building while everything in the rest of the world is free government it's exactly it's not in the constitution and the the whole statement the whole purpose of separation of church and state was that the the state the government would stay out of our business like the government was never supposed to be allowed to tell us what to do so we rejoice. We rejoice in the decision. We rejoice in what God is doing. This is a major shift for our nation. So I want to encourage you guys to just to get your senses out there and just sense of what has lifted from Friday night. Um, yeah, I'm going to make sure I catch that kid over there. Did you bring the gift for me? Not right now, but did you bring the gift? No? Okay, never mind. Oscar was supposed to tell you. Never mind, it's okay, it's okay. All right, so today, or tonight, this evening, um, we're just going to enjoy the Lord's presence. We're going to do what we always do. We've come here for one purpose, and that is to minister unto the Lord. You know, we as sons and daughters of God, our first and foremost ministry is to minister unto Him, to lift up praises to Him, to worship Him, to lay our lives down at His feet, over and over as any opportunity we get to just be worshipers. Jesus told us the Father is looking for worshipers who will worship him in spirit and in truth. That is, that's what we are. I mean, we're sons and daughters, but our number one ministry is just to be, to be worshipers of Jesus, to worship the Father, to worship the Holy Spirit, to just love on our God and walk in intimacy and a relationship with him. So we're going to do that. We get to dive into the word. We're going to before we dive into the word, we're going to make room for whatever God is speaking um, prophetically. We want to make room to minister to one another if we need healing in our bodies. But I, I actually believe that a lot of that is going to take place. A lot of healing, a lot of alignment, a lot of restoration and tearing down of strongholds. Is, it's going to happen tonight as we worship. I just want to invite you, each one of you individually, that you get an opportunity to step into that realm of the Spirit and worship Jesus, worship the Father, worship the Holy Spirit 
in spirit and in truth and allow him to minister to you. We're, we're here to minister to him, but he's going to minister right back at you a thousandfold. So as you yield to him and submit your, yourself to him, and that's really what worship is, is offering ourselves, yielding ourselves to him. That, that is our, our act of worship, is to, to offer our body, offer all that we are as a living sacrifice. So I believe as, as you lay the sacrifice on the altar personally in your own way, that he will respond to your sacrifice. He will respond to your offering with fire. Our God is a consuming fire, all-consuming fire, and he just wants to rest. He wants to love on you and me. He wants to rest on us. He wants to just bring life and healing to our bodies. So we're going to do that, but what I wanted to start out with tonight, because in, in the scriptures, we are going to look into this, this word that is translated in the Bible as church. Like when Jesus said, I will build my church. Um, Paul talks about the church. Um, tonight we're going to read from Ephesians 3 how God's plan is that through the church, his manifold wisdom would be revealed. We're going to look, take a deeper look into that word church. The word is ecclesia. And we're going to talk about what the ecclesia really is. Like it's not a building. And I got to be careful because I'll start preaching right now. But we're going to take a look at what we, are, what we are called to. It's a part of our calling and our identity as believers. And good evening, sister. I just want to let you know that is the cool side of the room, and that is the warm side. So we could put more chairs on the warm side if someone wants to be warm. Okay, yeah. Enjoy the, enjoy the cool. Enjoy the cool. So I'm going to start out, and I'm going to just play this prophetic word that was given to us as a church from our sister, our prophetic invitation voice. Uh, her name is Teresa, the only Teresa that's ever prophesied in our to our church and in our lives. So next time I'll just say it's a prophetic word from Teresa and you'll know who I'm talking about. You can call her Mother Teresa if you want. You know? <laughs> um, so, so here's that word. So just kind of perk your ears. And this is for you guys. This is for all of us. Ascending church. I wonder what that means, really, in the fullness of it. I may, I may think I know what it means, but actually, I see people coming and going. I saw, I saw a picture of the doors of the church being very wide like this, and hands came out from the side. I saw people coming in, but I saw Pastor Scott consecrating and commissioning people to go. You know, I think that's really about what the word is, this corporate word that is landing over you. You are in the favor and in the blessing of God, and everywhere you go in this city, in this region, in this land, you are called to release blessing, come into the union of godly thinking that creates impact for the city of Bremerton. The man that originated this town was a man who was a godly follower. He was a philanthropist, and he set lands aside and monies aside to make sure that this town would continue and remain a thriving town. And one of the first things he did was establish church. That's the legacy that he left for Bremerton, and you're part of that legacy. Imagine it. You see, the life of that man continues forward in the legacy that he led and le left for all of you. 
that church was the first beacon of light that began to stroll and roll across, across the land that called feet back into the presence of God. You are those feet that have come before the Lord. As his priests and as a nation of priests, you are the ones that rise up in the sanctuary of his temple, which is right here, and you release the good news, the word, the power, the pressing truth that changes the lives of individuals, that releases those that are shackled down, that lifts up the broken back, that heals those who are suffering in great distress. You are the ones who release the word of God through the sanction of heaven that begins to open up the possibility of promise in life that every human being on the face of the earth was meant to experience. you receive that for yourself to say I receive it that's a powerful word why don't we stand up we're gonna worship our king and we're just gonna allow him to come and do whatever he wants to do in us and through us through this time of worship as we lift up our voices and welcome his presence and as his presence comes and inhabits our praise and rests and becomes a throne as our worship becomes a throne for the king of kings to come and rest on we are going to just know and believe with faith that he is moving beyond the walls of this room our focus isn't what's going on out there our focus is on him but he is so big and so powerful and so strategic that even as we worship tonight the king of glory is moving he is on the move and he is releasing his servants, his winds, his flames of fire, the butlers of heaven are being released even as we worship tonight to do things that we probably have no idea are happening in our region. So Lord, tonight we just give you praise. We position ourselves to give you high praise, to worship you in spirit and in truth. We've come to love on you, Lord, and we just thank you. We thank you for everything you're doing, everything that you're going to do in the days ahead. We thank you for your mercy and your grace upon our nation and upon our lives. And with that, we just look to you tonight to give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill this room, Lord God. We just praise you, Almighty God. We worship you, Lord God. We just, we just ask that you bring heaven down on earth as it is in heaven, Lord God. Here, right now, Lord God. We're two or more gathered, Lord God. There you are in the midst of us, Lord God. We praise your holy name for your strength, Lord God, your glory, Lord God. Fill this room with your angels, Lord God. And just fill it with your glory, Lord God. We, we just want you, Lord God. We want more of you, Lord God. Let us be broken, Lord God. Let us be broken before you, Lord God. And just fill us with your presence, Lord God. Fill us with your spirit. We worship you. We just thank you for all things, Lord God. We thank you for this nation, Lord God. We just we just thank you for standing strong, Lord God, and just giving us hope, Lord God. We just thank you for all that you are, Lord God. We praise your holy name. We give you glory, Lord God. Let your presence just flow, Lord God. We just, we just reach out to you, Lord God, and you alone. You alone are worthy, Lord God. You alone are King of kings, Lord God. You are the one true Lord God. Lord, we just ask that you, 
We make you have joy, Lord God. Be joyful in us, Lord God. We just ask that your angel, your angels just sing out, Lord God. Praises to you, Lord God. Lord God, we just praise your holy name. We ask that we just draw near to you, Lord God. Bring us closer, Lord God. Show us your spirit, Lord God. You're just your presence, Lord. We just worship you. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, 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 Lord. Glory, Lord. Glory, Lord. We glorify your holy name, Lord God. You are our our only God, Lord God, our true God, Lord God. We just thank you for all things, Lord, great and small, Lord God. Even when, even when we're in deep darkness, Lord, your word, the name of Jesus Christ just brings light into our world, Lord God, and lifts us up, Lord God. We just thank you for that, Lord God. And we just thank you for your word that you, you show us every day, Lord God, that you just show us and bringing it into our hearts, Lord God. We just thank you for your words, Lord God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we just thank you. We thank you. Lord God, just come, Holy Spirit. Just come, just bring peace, Lord God. Just bring peace, Lord God. Just let, let us drench in you, Lord God. Rain on us, Lord God. Just rain on us, Lord God. We glorify your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, we just uh, we just thank you for a fellowship here today, Lord God. We thank you for a country that we can have this fellowship, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We just, uh, Lord, we pray for our leaders, Lord God. And we just ask that you just bless them all. Whoever they are, just bless them, Lord God. Show them your way, Lord God. We just thank you for our true leaders and, uh, oh, Lord, our, our Supreme Court, Lord God. Just, just touch and send angels to all those people that stood up, that stood up for your children, Lord God. For your children, Lord God. Just bless them, Lord God. Bless them, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord. We thank you for all things, Lord. We thank you for this, this nice church, Lord God. It's nice and cool in here, Lord God. We thank you for that, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God. Uh, we just uh, thank you for the, our pastors, Lord God. We just ask that you just bless them, Lord God. Just bless them both, Lord God. We just, we just give you glory, Lord God. We just ask that you just bless this couple, Lord God, in Jesus' name. Jesus name bless us all Lord God bless us all with your your presence Lord God your word Lord God just bless us in all our areas of need Lord God give us our daily bread Lord God we just thank you for that Lord God we thank you for your healing Lord God that you are bringing to us as we speak Lord God as we praise your holy name Lord God and we just thank you for that healing whatever it may be Lord God let your spirit just fall and just heal each one of us, Lord God. We just thank you that you uh, brought us into the fold, Lord God, that we are all your children, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God, that we are all equal 
that we all belong to you, Lord God. And all of us belong to you. And we just thank you for the power that you have given us through your Holy Spirit, Lord God, that we may move in the Spirit, Lord God, and that we may stand in your word and stand with the power of the Holy Spirit behind us, Lord God. And you cover our backs, Lord God. And we just thank you for that power, Lord God, that we can stand up before the enemy because he has no no right in our area, Lord God. Wherever we stand, Lord God, that is our area, Lord God, and you have given us that right. You have given us sonships, Lord God, and we thank you for that, Lord God. We just praise. We give you praise, Lord God. We give you praise, Lord God. We glorify your holy name, Lord God. We just thank you. We just thank you, and we come in thanksgiving, Lord God. We just can't thank you enough, Lord God. Oh, glory, glory. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you that he walked on this earth, Lord God. We thank you for his visitations and his presence, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God, for Jesus, Lord God. We just thank you for the Holy Spirit. Just fill us with your spirit, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God. Let us know, Lord God. Let us feel your presence, Lord just uh, come to us tonight, Lord God. Just just move within us, Lord God. Move within this presence, Lord God. We, we call on you, Lord God. And we, just, uh, we just lay our hearts. We lay it all open for you, Lord God. We just put everything before you, Lord God. We just want to be here for you, Lord God, and just, just to be touched by you, Lord God. Touch us all, Lord God. In Jesus' name, Jesus. Thank you. a few of you guys up here um, and whether you feel like you have a prophetic word or not I'm just going to ask you to come up I have a, I have a plan there's a strategy so let me put this here so let's see I'm going to ask you two if you would come up if you would unless you're physically unable just, um, I'd like to ask you two to come up both of you if you would unless you're like everybody so if you've if I've asked you to come up and you're like I'm just like not feeling ready I'm not feeling it that's okay you can go back and sit down okay so this is what I, I feel like the Lord wants to heal bodies tonight he wants to encourage us with his his prophetic word but he wants to heal so this is what I want to put present to you all if you need healing in your body then I want you to come up here and if you're already up here and you need healing in your body, then step out and turn around. Just gates wide open. If you need healing in your body, just come stand right up here. 
Just, just make a line right up here. Okay, you can switch sides. Yeah, just, just spread across if you guys will. Okay, this is good, this is good. You guys don't have to get super, but you can get a little closer. Because um, we're going we're gonna to step closer to you. Okay, oh, there's, there's plenty of us. Okay, so this is what I would like to do. So what I would like to do is have all of us um, fan out. We're just going to take some time, and we, we don't need to go into details. We just need to release the blessing of the Lord over you, over your mind, over your body, over your heart. And what I would also like to do, I'm going to ask Ethan and Judah and basically all of you kids, including the uh, Torres kids, if you guys would come up and stand behind them and put your hands, please do that. You guys know how to release the presence. I don't expect you to pray anything out loud unless you feel like praying something. Um, just, just get behind them and lay hands on them. There is no junior Holy Spirit. So just one of you could take two people. So just spread it, fan out all the way across, guys. All the way across. Nora, you can come over to this end too. Please, if you would come over to this end, Judah and, and Ethan, you guys can spread out. And Oscar, why don't you come over um, behind Grandpa and Aunt Cheryl? Okay. Yeah, this is good. Okay, this is perfect. We're just going to take some time. Uh, let's just go ahead and pray for these guys.
just come up and, and release it. We are a church that believes in apostolic and prophetic anointing and gifting. This is part of the foundation that we build upon. So if you have, if you're part of our team and you have a prophetic word and you want to release it, why don't you come up here? Yeah, come on. I trust you. Thank you for not just shouting it from back there because then I have to adjust the recording later on. I just, I get pictures sometimes and I saw, at first I, I didn't know what it was. Then it was an artichoke and it was like all the leaves, how they're tight. And what I saw was the leaves were being peeled off and then inside the artichoke, even though there's lots of stuff that's, you know, tries to get at that really good part, the heart of the artichoke. This is the heart of God. This is his heart. And he is peeling off lots of stuff. And there is such a good, good thing inside. And I just want to encourage everyone to just, just know that God's doing a good work. We like pictures. Anybody else get a picture? Trumpet blasting over us. <laughs> oh, I thought Sandra was going to come up here. I'm like, no, but Christian's not following her to the restroom. So. <laughs> no, er earlier this week, um, I got a word for, God gave me a word, and it was wasn't sure when I was supposed to share it. I shared it with my mom and a few others. But when we watch the news, it's and maybe I've already shared it here. But when we watch the news, uh, you, we see the doom and gloom and all the conspiracies and all that garbage. And I heard the other day, and God, God just spoke it. He said, his kingdom's not affected by our climate or our environment or this world, but his kingdom's gonna affect that. And I believe that here in this body, um, there's a, a family anointing, anointing to restore families. Um, God sent you a good family to show us that. And I, I believe there's an anointing on this house that there'll be families that come in that are strong in the anointing already, but there's gonna be other families that need restoration. And there's, there's maybe here, when you were asking for healing earlier, Scott, I felt like we should ask if there's anyone here that needs healing in their family too. And if we could pray for that real quick, if you don't mind. So we'll just do it where you're seated. Just Let's just go do the, close your eyes and, and just keep this between us and God and we'll just lift you up. So wherever you're at, if you need healing your family raise your hand raise both hands lord thank you father god thank you lord lord i speak life into these families complete restoration and healing lord where the enemy wants to come kill and destroy lord we speak life right now in jesus name let your glory come let your glory come father god Lord, humble, bring humble and restoration, Lord. Hum, humble those families with the, where there's pride, Lord. Restore them, Lord. Soften their hearts in Jesus' holy name, Lord. Jesus' name. Lord, for the roots that run deep, Lord, remove them and pull them out in Jesus' name, Lord.
restore it. Fill it with your Holy Spirit. Fill it with peace. Fill that family with peace in Jesus' name, Lord. Lord, where there's frustration and anger and hatred, Lord, we cast those things out in Jesus' name. Replace it with your love and peace in Jesus' name. We ask that you do this right now, Lord. And I pray that I pray for that we get confirmation that you're doing it this week. And we can speak about it next week, that we get that phone call or we hear them speak a little bit nicer in Jesus' name, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for healing in the families in Jesus' name. Amen. That's a good word. Hey, so let's just declare this together. Just say this after me. As for me and my house, we will serve you, Lord. Yes. As for me and my house, we will serve you, Lord. From generation to generation. Our lives are set apart for the King of Heaven. Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Well, everyone here is very much aware of the overturn of Roe. There was such a, such a huge shift in the atmosphere. There was such a release of joy Friday. It's just, it just, I kept seeing pictures, and I have ever since then, of just babies laughing. One face after another after another. I swear we're into the millions here. It is, it's just so much joy that has been released. I want to take this and release this joy upon those who have had hardened hearts, softened their hearts, those who were pro-choice, anyone who has come against the will of the Lord on earth as it is in heaven. Release joy, soften their hearts, unite them with Jesus more and more. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. This is... This is such a wonderful wellspring and this just the beginning there will be this will be continuous it's so fantastic to be a part of this in this world now that we were chosen by the father to be here now to experience these immense changes going on throughout the world we thank you lord we thank you for all that you are doing we thank you we thank you for your blessings and we bless you we honor you. We glorify you, Lord. We ask for more. We always want more and more and more. We were so hungry. We are so hungry for you, Lord. We bless this Legacy City Church. We bless our pastors. We bless its membership. We take this out into the community. Now that we have a lightened, softened, joyful hearts, we have that much more to bring to our community. Let there be an outpouring of all our love and joy throughout. We are strong. We are so strong as a community. We ask for more that will be brought here. As Christian said, more families, more who are the foundation of this church, that we can heal this community, and it will spread and spread without limit that we, we take this upon ourselves because we walk with Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Oh, 
all week I just uh, since since the overturn I just kept getting that song celebrate celebrate dance to the music We honor your bravery. <laughs> it's good stuff. Hey, you know, do you have the spirit of Jesus inside of you? Yes. So if you're, if you're born again, that means you've invited Jesus to come into your life. He's alive inside of you. So that means you have healing in your hands. You have healing, miracle-working power, resurrection power in your hands. So we just want to release if you've never felt a release we want to commission if you've never felt you've been commissioned to go to go into your sphere of influence go into your workplace your neighborhood and minister his grace you are powerful pillars you are solid people in the kingdom and if you feel like you don't have the faith for it jesus said just this faith the size of a mustard seed tiny doesn't take much faith you just have to know he's the one in you and he's the one that's going to move through you. Don't worry about results. Just let him do what he's going to do. just want to encourage you guys with that. I need it. I just really, um, this week when I've been out, have noticed more people talking to themselves, the mentally ill, and it's just, I have such a desire to see them healed and delivered. There you go. <clears throat> if that's your desire, the Lord must be putting that in your heart to, I would encourage you to go after women. If you see the women, because <clears throat> you, you, with somebody else, yeah, that's, that's, a good, that's good wisdom. Yeah. You know, whatever your burden is, just pray about it. Ask the Lord, is that what you're giving me to go do? Yeah, it's been a wild week, wild weekend. The best is yet to come. I promise you guys, the best is yet to come. I don't know what it's all going to look like, but I, I have hope. I have hope that we are going to experience a shift that goes beyond. I, I feel like the, the Supreme Court decision was just the beginning. Like, the dominoes are going to start falling. And we are going to see a shift in our nation. This nation is not going to go down into the pit and be destroyed by socialism and by a, an agenda from the left. It is not. That is not the plan of God over this nation. <clears throat> when those Puritans first came over onto this land, they, I believe, put a cross into the land, and they declared that this nation would become a, a nation that exports the gospel where the glory of Jesus would be released from America into all the nations of the earth. So this nation has a powerful founding. And the end, is this is not the end. We are not done. We are not get, getting ready to go into a new demolition of our... Well, maybe it will look like a demolition. I don't know. But when it's all done, Jesus is going to get his glory. <clears throat> so I just want to encourage you guys. I feel like there's good stuff coming. Well, hey, let's let's take a look at some scriptures. This is church. Where's your mom? Where's Mama Judy? She's not here. See, I always kind of kind of wink at her because she's a Bible thumper. I mean, she we are all Bible lovers. I hope I hope you love the Word of God. If you don't, you know, you should talk to Jesus about that. 
ask him to put a love in your heart for the, the written word. Um, but yeah, I always wink at Judy because we've come to this point in our gathering where we have been people of the spirit and now we get to become not only people of the spirit but people of the word, word and spirit. So we'll open up the sword of God and we're going to go through Ephesians 3, 1 through 13 and Ms. Tammy is going to grab the microphone at any point and prophesy and preach and add emphasis and so whatever you feel coming to your mind just reach over okay so we're going to begin by taking a sneak peek into Ephesians 4 how many times do I got to tap it how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop three okay so three clicks on the computer so Ephesians 4.11, this is from the English Standard Version. If you hate the passion, well, this is your day. So it says, Paul said, when Jesus ascended, when he went up into heaven after he rose from the dead and he ascended into heaven, it says, he said, when he ascended on high, he gave gifts to men. And then in verse 11, he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers, or it could be pastors and teachers, to equip the saints. So right there, we, we need to understand we are the saints of God, all of us, and he gave these gifts that we believe have never ceased. Some would say apostles and prophets are not for today. Why they just choose those two, which are, according to the next scripture we'll look at, are part of the foundation with Jesus as the chief cornerstone. But anyway, Paul's telling us that we have these offices, these gifts, these anointings that are on men and women to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors or shepherds and teachers and their job is not to come and wow you with their prophetic ministry and scare you to make you hide under the chair because you're getting ready to call out all their dirt you know I mean that's the old school prophets you're like oh I better repent before I go to that meeting where the prophet's going to be there because they're going to call me out in front of everyone and some of you have experienced bad prophetic words in corporate settings so we just want to break all of that kind of stuff off, all fear, because healthy prophetic ministry brings a release and an anointing that is imparted to the saints. So we are equipped by the fivefold ministry. We call that the fivefold ministry. I'm not going to say it's the hand of God, you know. We're all a part of the body. They're not like the hand, but they're a part of the government. The government of the body of Christ. So apostles should make us apostolic. Prophets should make us prophetic. That's their gifting. We should become prophetic Christians, apostolic believers, apostolic. There's many words to describe what apostle means, but the simplest form is sent ones. We are not to be staying here as in a huddle for the rest of our lives, but we are to go out. Um, I was speaking with Brother Christian a week or so ago about maybe last week, why he feels that some of the outpourings had kind of just kind of uh, dissipated over time with their intensity. And part of it could be that the church didn't take it out, that they kept it within the walls of a building. So it's just something to think about. So we're sent ones. We are prophetic. That means we hear the voice of God and we declare what he's speaking through his written word and through our intimate relationship with the Spirit of God, hearing his, learning how to discern and hear his voice. Evangelists, they come in not just to win everyone to Jesus and then we get to clean them up and pastor them, but evangelists should give you and I a heart of an evangelist, an evangelistic heartbeat that we would want to go, we want to share the gospel, we'd want to tell our testimony of what Jesus has done in our families and in our lives. 
to testify, to testify of what he has done, to bring him glory. And shepherds or pastors and teachers should give us the heart of, of pastors, of, of shepherds. That doesn't mean we're all pastors when we receive that anointing that comes from a pastor, but we should become pastoral. We should begin to care at least about your neighbor or someone in your life, someone that God puts before you. Because it's so easy, especially in America, to just shut the door to people and hide in our house, do our own little thing, and never love on somebody, never take somebody under our wing and, and love them to Jesus and speak life into them. Does that make sense? And then the, the teacher. They, they don't come just to teach us and wow us with their expository preaching, but they, they also release an impartation into us to become able to teach and I believe to be teachable. Yeah. Like the teacher thing is, it goes both ways. Some have said that I had a teaching gift. I question it, but multiple people called it out years ago. I do love the word of God. I don't always flow in like a powerful teaching anointing, but you know, that's my own personal judgment on myself. <clears throat> and most of us are our own worst critics. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, but my, my heart is to never stop being teachable. I always want to be a vessel that is taking in and learning because the, the depths of the kingdom are endless. The, the revelation from the word of God is endless. So I want to be teachable and I want to teach. And I, I would hope that as believers, that as we come under the gifts all five gifts, that we would want that as well, to be teachable and to be able to explain the simple things of the gospel. Some people want to go deeper and explain the complex things, how the book of Revelation all works out, and that's a dangerous hobby horse to get into, but it's, it's fun. I've been there. We, we taught junior high and senior high at the Foursquare Church through the book of Revelation, and it was fun. Had a parent or two pull their kids out because they didn't want to agree with the pre-tribulation rapture version and that was the four square denominations main take on the end times and so that was was still is my main take i'm not going to try to get everyone to agree with me and i won't preach it in this church i don't think we'll go through the book of revelation that would be pretty hefty so anyway back to the scripture he gave the fivefold ministry to equip the saints for the work of ministry okay so we're all ministers we're all priests and ministers all of you, all you all. So they equip us to do the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood. Now, I like the ESVs using the word manhood because it makes me see a picture of a young man growing up into maturity. But it's, it doesn't have to be just for men, okay? So women, you're going to grow up into manhood too. Hopefully that doesn't include, you know. Any, oh, anyway. Anyway, I won't go there. Beards. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. So we highlight that word until for those that have been exposed to people that say, yeah, apostles and prophets aren't for today. Well, Paul's telling us that the fivefold giftings are there to equip the saints until we all get attained full unity in the faith. Okay, so I believe we haven't reached that yet. Probably was never to um, be a done at one point in our lifetime statement because I'm sure until he returns we're going to be using these gifts okay so the next verse is going to be verse uh, 
chapter 2, verse 20, just to kind of go a little bit more into this apostle-prophet thing. So we read this a couple weeks ago. You are rising like perfectly fitted stones of the temple, and your lives have been built up together upon a foundation by the, laid by the apostles and prophets. And best of all, you are connected to the head cornerstone of the building, the anointed one, Jesus Christ himself. Number one importance, you are connected to the head. Jesus Christ is your firm foundation. He is your chief cornerstone. But with that, over and beyond Jesus being our everything, we want our foundation as, as a body of believers to have an apostolic prophetic foundation. We want the rebar in our foundation to have an apostolic and prophetic anointing being received and flowing through us. Does that make sense? Everybody okay with that? I feel like I'm kind of preaching to the choir here because you've all been in, in apostolic prophetic movements for many years, except for maybe, you know, Barbara. But that's okay. But she's like, she's, she caught on and probably ran way past all of us. I, I don't know. So, okay. So here we go. Now we're going to go into chapter 3, verses 1 through 4 to start with. I'm going to try to kind of ramp through this a little bit because I'm going to go a little bit relaxed on a couple parts here just to give some emphasis so verse one beloved friends because of my love for jesus christ i now i now i am now his prisoner for the sake of all of you who are not jews can't tease judy tonight so she's not here so that you will hear the gospel that god has entrusted to me to share with you so he's speaking to a non-jewish people the church in ephesus was basically all greeks so for this wonderful mystery, which I briefly described, was given to me by divine revelation, so that wherever or whenever, I'll just read it from here, whenever you read it, you will be able to understand my revelation and insight into the secret mystery of the Messiah. Don't feel like there's any need for commentary on that. Let's go to verse 5. There has never been a generation that has been given the detailed understanding of this glorious and divine mystery until now he kept it a secret until this generation god is revealing it now excuse me god is revealing it only now to his sacred apostles and prophets by the holy spirit i just want to point out one thing with that that part of that verse and we take a look at amos chapter 3 verse 7 in the English Standard Version, and the Word of God says, For the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets. I want to encourage you guys. Um, I don't know how far into listening to the prophets of today goes for you. I know for some of you it's like a boatload on a daily basis, probably. I'm not judging. You know, that's good for you. If that's what you're drawn to and you want to feed on. But if you've never heard the the prophets in the body of Christ. I believe that Elijah streams, which is a YouTube channel or a Rumble channel with current prophetic voices. Um, Elijah streams hosts most of the, the current prophetic voices. So if you need or if you feel like you want to get more exposure to what the prophets are saying, then I would encourage you to go there and, and just take a listen. Don't overwhelm yourself. Don't flood your, all of your free time with nothing but that. You do need to go out and take the good news to your neighbor. Okay, that's all I'll say. 
But God speaks to his prophets. He reveals things that are coming to the prophets. I think that's so important for us to know because back in 2020, the prophets were saying that Jesus was coming again. No, the prophets were saying that President Donald Trump was going to be reelected. They were prophesying it. And when it looked like it didn't happen because the election went through, a lot of people said the prophets were all wrong. They're all wrong. And many people started labeling prophetic voices as false prophets, unrepentant prophets. But if you are a partaker of Elijah's dreams, you will find that many of the prophets believe that actually the prophetic word was accurate. And what we are experiencing today is something that is too mind-blowing to really go into right here and, and talk about, but that our president was duly elected, and that president is Donald J. Trump. Now, if you're not a Christian, if you're just a patriot, you're probably convinced of that too, because you believe the whole narrative that's been going on from some of the right that, that he won and the election was stolen. But if you are a Christian and you lean into the prophets, you will get wisdom and understanding of how they believe that God is doing something behind the scenes, that God is exposing things that are, have been hidden in our nation, in our government, in our education system, in our media, in our school system. You know, we, we call it the seven mountains of influence, the, the seven mountains, and I always get them mixed up, but one of those mountains is government. One of them is the education system. One of them is media, arts, and entertainment. Um, ed, I already said education. See, I always mess them up. And in the family, yeah. So, and I knew I shouldn't have just mentioned all that, but so <laughs> all of the stuff of darkness that has been at work in all of those seven mountains of influence God is bringing the darkness to light. He's sifting up to the surface and exposing stuff. Most of you have seen it. You've watched it happen. And it's way beyond that. So we, we want to lean into what the prophets are saying. We don't want to get our news feed from CNN or even Fox. I'm just gonna, I'll just leave it at that. I'll, I'll go from there. So, yeah, listen to the prophets. Talk to Barbara. Talk to Jill. These two know some good sources. But don't give them your phone number. They will text you videos to watch every day. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> See, I, if I would have known that, I would have said that a long time ago. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on. So verse 6 of, of Ephesians 3. So here's the secret. The gospel of grace has made you, non-Jewish believers, into co-heirs of his promise through your union with him. So through your union with Jesus... You have become, we have become co-heirs with the promises given to the Jewish nation, the true Israel, the ones that, that follow after their God. We have been given those promises. We are co-heirs with them. So we are co-heirs of his promise through our union with him. And you have now become members of his body, with one with the anointed one. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20 says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. I would encourage you to go do a Google search. I'm sure someone will have all of the promises. There are many, many, many promises in the Old Testament as well as in the New and given, given to God's people. And we have been given permission 
to access those promises because all of them, all of the promises of God are yes and amen in Jesus. If you're a Christian, then you can claim those promises for yourself. You can declare them over your life. I would even say do that and as well dig out all of your prophetic words and re-listen to them and be like, God, you said, this is what you said to me and hold, you know, hold that before him. But definitely go back through your prophetic words. Yes, that's, and that's one thing that we are doing here in our church is going back to some prophetic words that have been spoken to set the, the word before us again. You know, the scripture says, write it out on a scroll. Well, so we write it out on a computer and we put it in front of everybody to look at or we play it from an audio clip. Works the same. We want to keep the prophetic words, the promises of God in, in front of us. Okay, so we are back into Ephesians 3, verses 7 through 8. It says, Paul says, I have been made a messenger of this wonderful news by the gift of grace that works through me. It's a gift of grace. Even though I am the least significant of all his holy believers, this grace gift was imparted when the manifestation of his power came upon me. Grace alone empowers me. Just, let's just say that together. Grace alone empowers me. We got to get that in our blood. It is, you can't earn it. You can't work your way into deserving his wonder-working power, his grace gifts to flow through you. It's, they're, they're by grace. It's all by grace. Grace alone empowers. So we, I've said this many times. Grace is not a license. It's not a permission slip to sin whatever way we want to because we know we've been forgiven. Yes, we've been forgiven of all sin, past, present, future. We are saints. We are hidden in Christ. We are covered in the holiness of Jesus. His righteousness and holiness has been imparted to us. But that doesn't mean that we will never have the ability to sin again. But, but grace is there in part to cover us and to empower us to get up out of sin when we fall, but not to stay in it. And it's not just to get us up out of something when we fall, but to propel us forward. See, we need grace to grow in. Grace, I keep, I always see it like a pot of potting soil. And my life is like a plant. I need to be rooted in grace and growing in grace. There's no other way to grow other than receiving the light of God and the watering and washing of his word and his grace to grow in. So there you go. There's your little plant analogy. Did I read the whole thing? Grace alone empowers me so that I can boldly preach this wonderful message to non-Jewish people, sharing with them the unfading, inexhaustible riches of Christ, which are beyond comprehension. And I got my little cheat sheet. See, I never know what's coming up next by looking at my computer, so I made a list. Okay, so grace empowers us. Verse 9. My passion is to enlighten every person to this divine mystery. It was hidden for ages past until now, and it was kept secret in the heart of God, the creator of all. The purpose of this was to unveil, think of the curtains being pulled back, to bring revelation, to unveil before every throne and rank of angelic order in the heavenly realm. So this is a major movie production we're talking about here. The curtain's drawn back. 
the screen lights up and the angels are sitting in the, in the seats and they're just like, what is God going to do? Well, he's going to do something. God's full and diverse wisdom is being revealed through his church. Let me back up. The purpose of this was to unveil before every throne and rank of angelic orders in the heavenly realm God's full and diverse wisdom revealed through the church. That's pretty amazing. We need to wrap, I got to wrap my mind around that. God has chosen us, not angels. He didn't choose angels to reveal all of his plans. He chose us that we would partner with heaven and we would show, we would manifest the wisdom of God in all of its facets. I love the way, so what do I have here? The manifold wisdom. So let's go here, my little notes here. So God, so we're looking at verse 10 still, just the first part, God's full and diverse wisdom, or in the ESV, it's the manifold wisdom. I like my older versions. I like the manifold because it's like the, the many folds. It's like take a diamond that with all of the different cuts and put it under the bright LED light in the diamond store and see all of the facets and the colors coming off it. That is how the wisdom of God is. There's not just one flavor. There's just not just one facet. The, wis- the wisdom of God goes beyond our imagination and comprehension. But God wants to reveal the light and the facets of his wisdom and knowledge through us, through you. I think it's pretty mind-blowing. So that word manifold, it could be, it could mean manifesting itself in a great variety of forms or much, much variegated, marked with a great variety of colors. So it's like the multicolored multifaceted wisdom of God. So that's the first half of that verse. So it's through us that God wants to reveal the manifold wisdom of God and again, through us, revealed through the church. So that's what that verse um, in the Passion Translation says, revealed through the church. And again, that word church is translated ecclesia. This is newer to me over the last few years. I didn't really pay any attention to what the ecclesia was really meant to be. I I think I knew from like looking at the Spanish churches or some of the other churches like they had the Eglisia or whatever, you know, the Ecclesia, however you want to pronounce it. I knew that was a a translation just like Jesus, you know, is Jesus. So I thought it was just an even switch over. I didn't know that Ecclesia had a a deeper meaning to it. So this is what the, the word Ecclesia was, means. It's a Greek word and it came from the Greek culture. It is not a word that is translated in the Hebrew from anything in the Old Testament. This is a word that Jesus first brought into our scriptures that we, that we read, but also Paul uses the word. So the ecclesia was the popular assembly. We're not talking about the church here. We're talking about the, the general assembly of citizens in a city or in a region. It was the popular assembly open to all male citizens as soon as they qualified for citizenship. This assembly, the assembly was responsible for declaring war. Grab hold of that. Military strategy and electing the strategi. How did I I looked up the pronunciation? I think it's strategi. I think, okay, thank you. I should have just asked you. I looked it up and then I second-guessed, electing the strategi and other officials. 
So that was a big response. They're like the governors, the legislators of the city, the law, the rule makers, the ones who made all the big decisions, like the city council. That word he's using for us. It was responsible for nominating and electing magistrate, thus indirectly electing the members of the Areopagus. Did I say Areopagus, right? Or Areopagus? I think it's Areopagus. It had the final say on legislation and the right to call magistrates to account after their year of office. We are the ecclesia. We are not just little saints hidden in a church, a little chapel on the hill with a steeple on top and a cross, coming to warm a pew for an hour and listen to the man of God full of paste, the man of power full of paste and flour. Anyway, trying to eliminate the paste and flour, trying to be healthy. That old mindset of church, we need to just tear it down. We are the legislators. We are the ambassadors of a kingdom and of a king. And we have been commissioned by our king to bring his kingdom, to extend his kingdom, his rule and his reign into the earth. Now we can go into, I'm not going to go into, but we could go into how does that work and what does it look like? We don't take weapons and go force people to bow to Jesus, right? We don't give people an ultimatum, you know, get baptized and confess Christ or you're going to be put to death. You know, we're not Islamic. We're not Muslims. We're not the Taliban. But we have strategies. We have weapons of warfare. We battle not against flesh and blood. We have authority. We have influence and power through our prayers and declarations. Roe v. Wade was overturned because the church, the church was doing its job. This is not just because we got lucky and Trump put the right Supreme Court justices in the court and then it got overturned. The enemy had a plan and God's plan prevailed. And Christians have been praying for 50 years that this would be undone because it is a blemish on our nation and it is not what a godly nation has as a part of its constitution. Okay, so I'm going to preach and get out of politics. Matthew 16, 18 through 19, Jesus said, And this rock, and he was referring to Peter's confession that Jesus was the anointed one, the son of the living God, the Messiah. This rock. So we're not Catholic. We don't believe that he was talking about Peter as the rock that we're going to build the church on with the succession of all of Peter's descendants being the popes. Okay, that's the Catholic version, basically, right? Just a nod. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. The first pope was Peter. Okay, but, but we're not building on his, his lineage. Um, it's Peter's confession that Jesus was the Christ, the Son of the living God. On, and this rock will be the bedrock foundation on which I, build, I will build my church, my ecclesia. So we as the governing body of Christ left here on the earth to establish kingdom through our lives into every sphere of influence you and I each have individually— Whatever your mountain is, it could be family, it could be the church, it could be the education system, it could be the government, it could be any of those spheres. It doesn't mean you're like the top leader in those spheres either. It could just mean any part in that whole world of that mountain that you are in. You are an influencer. You are a kingdom dispenser. You release. Out of your belly flows rivers of living water. It never stops but you can intentionally release it. 
and you are called by God as a minister of Christ, as a, as a priest and as a minister to release his kingdom everywhere you go in your sphere. So he's going to build his church, his ecclesia, on that rock. My legis- Now this is the Passion Translation saying this, my legislative assembly and the power of death will not be able to overpower it. I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom. I lost the emphasis there. I will give you the keys of heaven's kingdom realm. Sounds fancier, doesn't it? Especially if I read the whole thing. To forbid on earth that which is forbidden in heaven and to release on earth that which is released in heaven. We're, win- we're going to win. This life journey, we, are, we have won. Jesus has the victory. We have already won. Now we get to bring his victory into the earth. We get to do what Jesus did, undo the works of darkness. You guys doing okay? I better hurry up, man. I don't want to lose you. We're almost done. I was going to play the prophetic word from Teresa again based on what we're talking about. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to play it. It is good. You need to hear it. Ascending church. I wonder what that means, really, in the fullness of it. I may think I know what it means, but actually... I see people coming and going. I saw, I saw a picture of the doors of the church being very wide like this, and hands came out from the side. I saw people coming in, but I saw Pastor Scott consecrating and commissioning people to go. You know, I think that's really about what the word is, this corporate word that is landing over you. You are in the favor and in the blessing of God, and everywhere you go in this city, in this region, in this land, you are called to release blessing, come into the union of godly thinking that creates impact for the city of Bremerton. The man that originated this town was a man who was a godly follower he was a philanthropist and he set lands aside and monies aside to make sure that this town would continue and remain a thriving town and one of the first things he did was establish church that's the legacy that he left for Bremerton and you're part of that legacy Imagine it. You see, the life of that man continues forward in the legacy that he led and left for all of you. That church was the first beacon of light that began to stroll and roll across, across the land that called feet back into the presence of God. You are those feet that have come before the Lord. As his priests and as a nation of priests, you are the ones that rise up in the sanctuary of his temple, which is right here, and you release the good news, the word, the power, the pressing truth that changes the lives of individuals, that releases those that are shackled down, that lifts up the broken back, that heals those who are suffering in great distress. You are the ones who release the word of God through the sanction of heaven that begins to open up the possibility of promise in life that every human being on the face of the earth was meant to experience. I wish we could get Teresa here. (laughs) She runs an adult care home, and it's really hard for her to leave. But the possibility is there. 
and I would love to have her come. She was one of the first at the conference that we went to when we got the prophetic word to go plant that church. In our personal prophetic appointment, she, I don't know if she held her hands, but she's like, I'm just seeing in my mind's eye a temple or a steeple, and I'm hearing a bell. Are you wanting to plant a church? That was one of her first times doing prophetic ministry in that type of setting. She, and we were directed to re request or ask of her to speak prophetically into our, our ministry and into our lives. That word is powerful. I feel like I could just keep listening to it over and over because every time I hear, I hear the, I feel the power on that to align with heaven in my thinking and to go and release life into our city to continue on in that legacy that Mr. Bremer, I think it was Mr. Bremer that she's referring to, began. A philanthropist. We're almost done here. We've got like two verses to go. This perfectly wise plan of God, so we're, we're back looking again at the ecclesia being the chosen ones that God is revealing or releasing the multifaceted wisdom of God into everywhere we go, okay? So if you come up with a good idea at the board, if you're in a meeting or if you're in a leadership position or you're invited into some discussion with your workplace, brace, not brace yourself, um, prepare yourself to receive wisdom from God, to hear what you can bring in to decision-making opportunities that will shift things for the blessing of the place that you're in. You were designed and called by God to release blessing everywhere you go. So this perfectly wise plan was destined from eternal ages and fulfilled completely in our Lord Jesus Christ so that now we have boldness through him and free access as kings before the Father because of our complete confidence in Christ's faithfulness. Just chew on that verse a little bit. Chew on it. You know, it's thinking about getting invited into a situation it's a, such a privilege for that it's not a right and we need to not be flippant about things that we just throw out but really like hear god and for a solution and and bring that forward because that when you do that when you listen and you seriously bring something forward god honors that and you gain respect from people I'm, as Tammy's talking about that, I'm thinking of Mr. Spiva across the parking lot here with his spice company, his fresh ground spices. The best in Bremerton, if you didn't know. So you should come get some when they're open. And I'm going to get one of those really cool meat cleavers. <clears throat> anyway, that aside, I've watched TikTok videos where they're using these throwing things there. I love the sound effects of that onion being chopped and garlic being pressed. So anyway, Mr. Spiva, Sam, Samuel, has been... A, he's a Christian, and he's been commissioned by God to release the wisdom of heaven into his sphere of influence. He has taken his creativity, his use of spices and culinary expertise, and the, God opened the door for him to do private dinners at the second-in-command of Microsoft over on Mercer Island. And he's gone over there about three times. He's brought a staff. That is the favor of God. That is the strategy of God. 
God is doing something through a, a believer's life. Somehow they're going to know at some point that this man is a gifted Christian, that he is a gifted believer, and that his wisdom, God is going to get the glory for, for his abilities to create. I don't know how it'll look, but anyway, so let's go back to the scripture. So we have boldness, free access as kings. We've probably emphasized it so many times in this church, and, uh, and I know you guys are probably like, are you done? We are basically done, but we're going to read that last little verse, which has no commentary on it. Um, but we emphasize in this house identity. We are sons and daughters, royal sons and daughters. Like, if you could imagine yourself going around your city or your workplace, wherever you're at, driving in your car, with a crown on your head, with if you would just remember that you have been crowned. Maybe you don't have an actual golden crown with gems or a tiara if you're a girl. I mean, some girls wear tiaras. But in the spirit, you have been crowned. Like your head has been anointed with kingdom, kingdom identity. You're not just a son or daughter. You are a kingdom son or daughter. Jesus, our big brother, is the king. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He rules and reigns, and we are in him, and we are seated with him. If you want to use the word enthroned, we are enthroned with him. And we're not God, but we are seated with Christ. That is the truth. And if we could just take that reality with us into this week and remember who we are, whose we are, our, our royal identity, and we can access God all we need to. We can ask him for things. We can listen to what he has for answers for situations so why don't we stand up this is the last verse my dear friends at legacy city church i know your backside is probably sweating or sore from sitting for so long but we have now reached the precipice of our gathering and we will soon dismiss you to have coffee and cookies and fellowship and receive prayer if you so wish my dear friends I pray, and this is my prayer for you and myself, I pray that you will remain strong. You will remain strong and not discouraged. Strong and not discouraged or ashamed by all that I suffer on your behalf, for it is for your glory. So we just declare over us tonight be bold and courageous. We speak to ourselves. We say, be bold, be courageous. Fear not. If we fear anything, it is the Lord. We fear the Lord because the fear of the Lord is the beginning. It's the beginning of wisdom. It is the beginning of wisdom. And if we are to release your wisdom, your multifaceted, multicolored, manifold wisdom of God into the earth, then it begins with a proper understanding of who we are and who you are, God. And we will walk in the fear of the Lord, not afraid of you necessarily, unless we need to be, but walking in the fear of the Lord because you are a mighty God. You are a mighty God. We thank you tonight, God, that you have saved us for such a time as this, that you have called us out of darkness and into your light. In Jesus' name, amen. So.
I'm going to put the music on. If you want more prayer, you know what to do. You come up here. And if Tammy and I are the only ones and there's five people up here, then get your backside up here and help us. Okay. All right. I got a praise report. I got prayed for uh, Wednesday night over my knee. And uh, it's the first day, night, and the next day. It's the first time I went without pain. Like I text Christian, it felt like I, uh, the Lord put rubber grommets between my joints. And it just it just felt like I was full of rubber. But needless to say, the next day I uh, I abused my leg. <laughs> I went for a, I walked through uh, Fred Myers shop waiting for my tires to be fixed. But those prayers were I, that was you know can't get enough of it. And I'm gonna come back and refill from the drinking well, you know, that fountain. Come back. It's like the, the neighbor asking for bread from his neighbor, kept on waking him up, asking for bread. Well, I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to do that. So um, I was here Wednesday when we were praying for you, John, and I said, I'm taking that for myself. And I went three days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, virtually being free. First time I can't tell you how many years. A little bit, a little bit, but I'm coming back to the well. A little bit pain today. When he first came, gone now. So I'm coming back to the well every day. John, if you guys, you and if you, Barbara, anyone else who wants some joint freedom, pain free from your joints, we're going to prophesy that testimony and more. We're going to ask for more. 